You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome to today's episode. I hope everybody is well. Um, It's hot again. (laughs) I'm not going to go into detail, but it's damn hot. Recording in the middle of the day, not a great idea. Would probably be better at a different time. However, I have priorities. I have shit to do that I need to get done. (laughs) So let's do this. I think I spend a lot of time on social media. Maybe too much. Since I've started creating content, I find myself online trying to get a view of different content and different ways I might be able to do things. Because there's only so much creativity that you will kind of have yourself, but being able to kind of see what other people are doing and then take parts of it and make it your own is really the fun behind content creation. So occasionally... While I'm scrolling away on TikTok, or it's, it's predominantly TikTok, I'm not really an Instagrammer, not really into Twitter, TikTok just, it's where it's at for me, I've come across stuff that leaves me feeling disturbed. I've come across three things today that I'm going to share with you that have left me totally and utterly disturbed. And for those that have been around for a while, It takes a lot for me to be disturbed or um, for something to kind of concern or scare me. It doesn't, this stuff doesn't scare me, but it's fucking disturbing. So with that in mind, let's get going today. Okay, the first is Nasubi. And this was a running from 1998 to 2002 on Nippon, which is a TV network in Japan. There was a show that was on, known mostly for extreme circumstances or situations. And each season, there was something um, that, that was occurring. And it was usually with someone who was struggling or maybe was, um, you know, a desperate comedian trying to kind of get their name and everything out there. They would be placed into traumatic experiences to drive viewership. So two contestants were actually stranded on a deserted island and to get off it, they had to construct a raft and it took them four months to construct it to escape. There are others that have had challenges like um, hitchhiking from South Africa to Norway. One season in particular was a contestant placed in a room with a TV to watch his favourite baseball team play each other. If the team won, he'd receive food. If the team lost, he wouldn't eat and the electricity would be shut off. Meaning starvation and isolation. Absolutely insane. People loved this show. They loved this series. They watched it. They loved it. They tuned into it. Let's talk about the most famous, though. The most 
famous season starred a gentleman whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'm not going to be able to. So um, he was actually referred to as Nasubi, which I believe means eggplant because he had a long face and another reason, which we'll get to in a little bit. So he was selected to participate in an unknown reality show and he was faced with the task of staying alone, unclothed in a tiny apartment, secluded from the outside world with only piles and piles of magazines until he won a combined $1 million yen in total from regularly applying to these magazines in sweepstakes. So he had to get 100 million yen from all of these different winnings in these magazines. Just a fresh reminder, he's in basically an empty apartment. I'll go through in a little bit what was in it, the actual apartment itself. No clothes on. And he knew he was being filmed. It was an experiment, right? So he knew he was being filmed. The rule was he could only survive on what he'd won from the mail-in sweepstakes. So initially, um, you know, the show was sort of marketed or advertised as this a unique experiment concerning a um, struggling comedian, which is what he was. The producers convinced Nasubi to believe that they were really just recording his day-to-day for further analysis and and, um, investigation. However, um, all of it was being broadcast to the world. So Nasubi was in this apartment with nothing but magazines, and there were piles of magazines. So the apartment had a shower, a radio, a telephone, a gas burner, a sink, a large rack of magazines, a giant stack of postcards, a small table, and one cushion. Over a period of 15 months, Nasubi spent all day, every day, applying for these sweepstakes. He was applying for 1,400 of them a week. To f- so again, to finish this experiment, he had to win stuff to the value of 1 million yen. He was being taunted and mocked by food delivery men who uh, would, would show up to the apartment, food delivery for a particular person. He'd obviously be like, that's not me. And they're like, oh, cool, this food's not for you. So this guy had no food. He had to win food. And this is what they were doing to torture him. This guy hadn't eaten in, there's like a really long period, like many, many days where he hadn't eaten. The television show broke records, becoming the most watched series in Japanese history with a total of 17 million viewers each Sunday night in a country with a third of the US population. To put that in perspective, that is insane. It doubled the average ratings from HBO's show Game of Thrones. 17 million people would watch what was happening to this guy. So basically what happens is the experiment starts, the producers strip him of Nasubi of all of his clothes, um, they take all modes of communication and um, they name him Nasubi because he's got a long face, but because he was naked the whole time, they used an eggplant to cover up his private parts on television because they obviously can't show a completely nude guy on television. And nearly a year... He lives in this apartment nearly a full year 
in front of the camera just applying for these sweepstakes in magazines. He lived off anything he won. But unfortunately, starvation was on the agenda because he had no food when they entered him and he had to win that food. So he eventually won a bag of rice, but he didn't have water to cook it. So um, he also won a, a large supply of dog food and he would live off that. He was under the impression that he was being recorded and he would have a chance to watch it before it was broadcast at a later date. He didn't realise it was actually being streamed. The producers took it a step further and they would include sound effects to mock him and make fun of him. And he never won clothes. He won a small pair of ladies' underwear, but they didn't fit him. Even though he was so skinny because he'd lost all this weight, they didn't fit him. At the 335-day mark, he won enough items combined to meet that $1 million yen requirement. So he's thinking, cool, experiment over. I'm going to be flown to Korea where the experiment was complete and then from there I'll be able to go home. This is great. Because the ratings were so high, the producers decided to continue the show. So what did they do? They moved him to a new location. He was, again, put into an empty apartment, clothes stripped of him, and he again was told, you now need to enter in the sweepstakes again and win enough to get a flight back home. He was really good at this point of entering these sweepstakes, so he was able to win the amount needed in a couple of weeks. The producers were not happy with this because ratings were high. So then they changed the rules and they said to him, okay, you can now have to win enough for a first-class ticket home. So off he did and, again, he got to this amount quite quickly and done and done, right? He was then taken to another location. He's thinking, okay, great, the experiment is continuing. I will need to remove my clothes and and do this. And mind you, I should also put in there, he had mental breakdowns and he was losing his mind. He was venturing into insanity. He had toys that he would talk to, like stuffed bears that he won that he would talk to. He would have any time, so that movement from the first location to the second, he had a complete breakdown, like absolute mental breakdown, thinking I have to go through this again. I don't know why he couldn't leave. I don't know those details, but all I know is he was tortured to no end. Also worth noting, he lost a lot of weight and became what they classified as nutritionally depleted and was isolated so long that, yeah, his mental health was shot to shit. Goes to the third location, starts taking off his clothes, enters in, gets ready again for this third round. However, the walls on this apartment fall down and he's actually in a live uh, audience, like a filming, and he's ass naked, butt naked, sitting there on the stage. At that point, it was all over Red Rover and it was all finished and done. But obviously, he's sitting there butt naked. There's like a crowd full of people screaming and clapping and all the rest of it. He was it finally finished at that point. I was only able to find a little bit of information on this guy. But basically, he was quite famous, obviously, being in the most famous show of all time. He is alive and well at the moment. 
He was searching for fame to go with his comedy career, which obviously it didn't occur. He entered into this completely torturous, disgraceful environment where he was tortured for, you know, well and truly over a year in excess of. I could see that he'd picked up a couple of little minor roles in television shows and movies, like extra-based roles, but nothing significant. Um, you can go online and you can watch some of this stuff. I didn't because just out of respect for Nasubi, I just thought it was sounded so fucked up. I saw some still images that were absolutely horrific and um, I've never heard of this before. I've never in my life heard of this and I find that really bizarre because I'm usually on the unusual side of TikTok or I usually do see stuff like this quite often. Anyway, how the fuck does this happen? How can people do this and think it's okay and all the people that were watching they made a complete fool out of him they um poked fun at the way he looked the fact that his mental health was deteriorating like it was fucked up beyond fucked up and I don't understand how he couldn't leave or whether he even tried to leave or whether he thought he had to stay for the experiment. I don't know the details. You know, we watch reality TV all the time, Big Brother and so forth, but no one is ever starved and tortured and made to look a complete fool. So what at that point in this timeline was this okay in the early 2000s? Because this is disgusting and I'm so shocked I haven't heard of it before, but it leaves me feeling disturbed, disturbed that this stuff has occurred before and that humans were not treated appropriately. On that vein, so Shelley Duvall you guys would know her from one of the most famous movies of all time, The Shining. So if you remember the plot of that movie, um, there's a man and his wife and their kids. They move into a new house. The house sends the husband crazy. He starts trying to kill the family. It's it's Amityville awesomeness. Okay, so <laughs> following the release of the movie, information started to come out around the horrendous working conditions of the movie for the cast and crew but nothing is as bad as what Shelley went through so Shelley was the mother there is a scene where she has a baseball bat and she's confronting Jack Nicholson who played the father on the stairs the director made her take that take 127 times so the end result was her hands were completely shredded raw from gripping the bat her voice she pretty much lost her voice her eyes were completely swollen and she was beyond dehydrated it was said that the moments that you see captured in that movie are not acting it is real true fear and she was going through a real traumatic response to what she was going through at the time. The director, I'm not going to mention his name, you can look it up, but I mean, anyway, the director continued to brutalise Shelley during the filming, and it gets worse. So during all of this, she was tormented that much that her hair actually started falling out because she was so stressed. There's a scene, the famous of most famous scenes, where Jack is destroying the doll to get through it to Shelley. He took that over 60 times with 60 different doors to get that iconic face through the door that was the perfect cut that the producer slash director wanted. And it was shot over three days. 
the scene apparently was mostly improvised because they wanted real reactions. So they basically said to Jack, he's a door, he's a ham- uh, he's an axe. And they said to Shelley, react on the other side. And they improvised and improvised and improvised until they got the, the shot that the director wanted. Shelley's reactions to Jack coming through that door with the axe are completely real because she had no idea how far the improvisation was actually going. It goes much deeper. So she would film and then have a whole heap of her lines unexpectedly cut. She was actually kept isolated and forced to wait extensive periods of time before performing her scenes. This was all in an effort to throw her off her work and to make the scene not ideal for her. Whenever she was upset... The director told the rest of the crew, do not sympathise with her and ignore her. He made the decision to never compliment her work and he instead criticised every single choice or impulse she had for the character. At one point, he actually says to the rest of the crew, just ignore her disregard any needs that she says that she has. So I, she wants water, don't give it to her. She doesn't need it. The problem with um, this was The Shining was filmed chronologically. Um, and a lot of movies aren't filmed that way and they do a lot of like scenes together um, or maybe scenes where, you know, characters are wearing similar outfits. They do all of those at once, capture all of that from a consistency perspective. But this director wanted the movie filmed in chronological order. It took over 500 days to film because of the way that they structured it. This meant that Shelley spent over a year of her life just being tormented by someone in a position of power. There's a documentary that's being created. Um, The director's daughter, I believe, created it on the director and the amazing stuff that he, um, the amazing work that he produced. In that documentary, Shelley is laying on the ground with cushions around her and she's having a panic attack. And basically, um, in the middle of the shooting day, she'd worked 15 or 16 hours and she was just, I can't do this anymore, laying on the floor and everyone was told to ignore her. So there's all this type of stuff in the documentary, which sounds interesting, but the guy sounds like a fucking idiot. I believe he's passed away. So it's really hard to read what she experienced and it's almost unthinkable. And the worst part is that she tries to justify it and she says things in like later interviews. I think she was interviewed by Dr. Phil and she says, yeah, but the movie's only so great because of the conditions that we were in and that was a real true response. Like, I don't agree with that. A good actor or actress should be able to come forward with emotion. Um, You shouldn't have to be put into situations of extreme emotion to elicit emotion for the craft that you've chosen. So I read that and I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, who, what? This is insane. Gives you a whole new perspective on it. So next time you see the, uh, you know, the adverts or marketing or you watch the movie, pay very close attention to Shelley Duvall. All right, lucky last. This is just fucking weird. (laughs) I don't even know how I fell across this. A mother buys an evil stick wand, is what it's called, for her daughter from the dollar store. So it's this pink wand thing. It's got like a flower or a star or some shit on the end. It's got like stuck over the face of it. It's got um, foil or some sort of aluminium type thing. So you open the wand and you're meant to peel back. I'm laughing because this is just fucking stupid. 
you open, <laughs> you open the package and you peel back whatever that, that fucking aluminium shit and there's something that's supposed to be there, right? When the mother pulled... <laughs> I shouldn't even be laughing. This is so bad. It's fucked up. When the mother pulls back the aluminium thing before giving it to her daughter, there is a picture of a girl with, like, devil eyes slitting her wrists and there's like a knife across the wrist and there's like blood everywhere it's like an anime character this woman this this girl i don't know i know nothing about anime and then when you press the wand it's this really loud cackling laugh so initially people thought oh maybe this was a once-off and someone tampered with it incorrect um this is how they were produced this is how they were made and um, the mother was irate and she takes the toy back to the store and she's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I believe it's like a dollar, like a cheap store type thing. The guy who runs the store was like, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> he goes, did you read it? It says evil stick. And, um, you know, you should be inspecting things before you give them to your kid anyway. And then he goes... Oh, look, the toy's probably appropriate for five, six, and seven-year-olds. I mean, they see that stuff all the time. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> they do not, and they should not. <laughs> what the fuck? It turns out a whole stack of other people have bought them, found the same thing, and everyone's upraged, so they're, like, destroying them. But what the actual fuck? Who does that? Who thinks that that's appropriate? A girl sitting there slitting her wrists in a kid's toy. Um, I've never seen anything like this and I would like to not see it again. The little image is creepy and she's like smiling. It's just, yeah, it's super fucking creepy. Okay, that's all for me today. I uh, think I need to spend less time on social media and more time off social media. All these things have left me feeling awfully disturbed today um, and I would like to not see any of this shit again. The Nasabi stuff just blew my mind. The fact that I'd never heard about this before and to hear the, the brutality and then to hear what happened to Shelley Duvall. You just don't expect that type of thing to happen when filming on set. Like You just don't expect that that's how directors and producers will act or perform or, or um, you know, do whatever it is they need to do. And then the fucking evil stick. Fucking hell. I'll come back if I find more. I'm bound to find more. I'm about to go now on social media. <laughs> I need to get out of this fucking room. It's hot. Uh, so anyway, in the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials, Aesthetic Vibes Pod. You can visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Shoot me an email at aestheticvibespodcast at outlook.com. Drop by my TikTok, Dr. Ames Kelly. We have fun over there. I'm like constantly posting dumb shit, particularly about my dog. I've done some very, very good TikToks recently. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, if you're looking for video, maybe you're listening to audio and you're like, oh, sick, I'd like to look at video. I'm exclusive to Spotify uh, under Aesthetic Vibes Podcast. It's free. So if you want to watch, you can watch. It's it's free. It's free. If, as long as you've got a pers- subscription, prescription, subscription, ah, you're good. Okay, well, I'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Toodaloo.